Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Doctors and Dollars podcast, where we discuss health insights and wealth secrets. I'm your host, Nate Crannell, joined today by Dr. Mindy Ricksmeyer. Dr. Mindy is first and foremost a mother of two and a wife of one. She received her doctorate of dental surgery from the University of Iowa in 2007. Since then, she has completed hundreds of hours of postgraduate study in all aspects of oral care, with a great emphasis on airway and TMJ health. Dr. Mitty has over a decade of experience in braces and clear aligner orthodontics, driving a passion for properly developed jaws and a beautiful set of teeth that perfectly fits the smile and the face surrounding them. Outside of the office, she's an avid snowboarder, a paddleboarder, and a DIY junkie with her family always close by. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mindy. Thank you. What's going well today? Uh, finally have some free time to get some things checked off my to-do list. Fridays, Fridays are my are my admin day where I, I do a lot of catch-up work that I haven't been able to do during the week in the clinic. And with kids in school, I can get it done. Yeah. Always good to be super busy where you feel like you have to you have to have a whole day dedicated to just admin work. Uh, mm -hmm. that's always a good thing to be that busy, but, uh, kind of a detriment sometimes, but, sure. uh, what, what are you working on today? That's, that's top of mind for you. Today I'm working on, um, a next blog post on our health blog on our website. Um, I've, I got really good about that at one point and then I just, I didn't have time. So it's been a, it's been a hot minute and I'm, I'm working on a, uh, raw milk post on the, the benefits of, of farm fresh milk. Awesome. As it relates to dentistry, teeth, things like that, or just overall health benefits to the body? All of the above. All of the above. You know, as a as a dentist, my interest in it is um, much better, much better health profile of of the the, the nutrient value with um, most specifically some of the fat soluble vitamins. A, D, K2, which are very, very critical for calcium absorption, distribution, tooth, bone health, all of that. Awesome. Well, uh, so like nutrition has always been something that's important to you, right? Uh, mm -hmm. I think that's that's kind of a big catalyst in your life. Has that always been the case or did that start when kids started? Like, If you're like my wife and I, like, you know, you're in your early 20s you just kind of eat and drink whatever you want and then kids show up and you're like oh we should probably start eating more whole foods and taking care of our bodies a little bit is that the case for you or uh have you and brad just always been uh nutrition focused i i wish i wish you know i was i was well into my third i was in my 30s when i when i got into it i actually it all started i read weston price's book i don't know if you're familiar with that but that mm -hmm. that got me that got me going with it. And then all of a sudden I thought, okay, for 35 years, I have just eaten garbage because I could. And then you just start thinking about all of the damage that's done over the years. And you're like, all right, I'm going to have a quick halt and make changes now so I can raise my kids the right way and, and set them up for, for success and, and all that. So it's exactly, it's exactly like you guys that it, it came later. Once you're, once you're responsible for the health and, and, happiness of somebody else. It's like, you know what? I should probably give them better now that I think about it. You bet. How old are your kids right now? 12 and nine. 12 and nine. They're in all the activities, all the, all the things that keep you even busier than, than yeah. running a practice. Yeah, absolutely. We, we managed to, we managed to keep life kind of simple and not have a whole lot of outside 
commitments that we had to do until this year. I feel like it's hit hard. My daughter just started swim team, so we've got that three nights a week. My son is on the men's gymnastics team at Chow's, and so he's got 11 hours of training. Nice. It's, it's gotten wild. Yeah. Uh, is he wanting, and obviously this is the only frame of reference I have, is he wanting to be like a Sean Johnson or a, a Simone Biles, just be that like that next person to come out of Chow's that, that crushes it I, at the Olympics? Not necessarily. I don't know that he really has goals like that. It was it was one of those things. They, they had recruited him. A few years ago, they kind of started recruiting him because he was just in regular classes. We initially put him in gymnastics because he was that kid that was always flipping off the couch, doing all these crazy things. And it's like, we should probably get a little bit of structure to this before he breaks his neck. And then they started recruiting him. And finally, it was like, you know what? Let's let him try. And he's, just, he's having fun with it. He, he enjoys it. He's been doing it. For sure. Well. Which is the whole goal of sports for kids, right? Especially when they're 12 and 9. Like, yep. we're not out here to... I mean, I, I know parents that, uh, gosh, they dedicate a lot of time, a lot of money uh, for their kids to be in traveling teams that, you know, where they're like, like, hey, you guys want to hang out this weekend right now? We're going to Houston, you know, for a baseball tournament. I'm like, your kid is 11. Like, what do you <laughs> like? That's, that's yeah. not us. Uh, yeah. Brad, actually, Brad played football all through junior high, high school. He played in college too. And Max loved football and mm -hmm. is wanting to get into it so much. But Brad's like, you know, just hold on. You got plenty of time for that. You don't need to get in that when you're nine right now. We'll, yeah. we'll see what comes of it. But, but I, I get that. I, we, I have a lot of friends that they're constantly going places on weekends and that's, that's yeah. my, that's my me time. I need, I need to be working in my garden and getting stuff done and hanging out with the family not traveling all over the place yeah for sure we got to have that balance right so like uh yeah. just for some context for listeners uh you and your husband brad uh mm -hmm. have apex dental in west des moines uh you guys have been how long have you guys been practicing in west des moines um brad started in with the office that this was at that time after we graduated from dental school in 2007 mm -hmm. um he started he started working with it then i was i was at another office that I, I knew eventually we would, you know, end up practicing together. But so he's been practicing in West Des Moines since 07. I moved over in 2011. 2011. Okay. Yep. So still over a dozen years in the, in the West Des Moines community. Uh, you guys just built a big, beautiful building, uh, new location there in West Des Moines, which is uh, fantastic. But my question goes to like, between the, the nutrition, the sports, the, uh, running a practice with your husband uh where you guys i'm sure see, seeing tons and tons of patients you know every week how do you guys find that work-life balance uh to be able to to hold it all together hmm. loaded question with that you know because it's always it hasn't always been easy and it hasn't always been pretty um mm -hmm. i i think i think i had my my come to jesus with myself it was around 2017 or 2018 you know, owning a business, working, working clinically all week long and not really having much time for, for admin things. And then, but needing to find time for that stuff. I, I would be working all day clinically. I would stay at the office way too late. I'd have to come in. I'd have to come in on the weekends to, to kind of get stuff done. And it was, it was sometime, I think in 2018, my kids would have been seven and 
four during that time, mm-hmm. I realized I, I can't, I can't do this. I'm missing them growing up. And, and, um, I got systems in place. I, I did the hard thing getting systems in place. And then I learned I've got to delegate. I've got to, I got to find the right people and I've got to delegate to them. And we've, as, as things have grown and as things have changed, I mean, I've got an amazing office manager with an amazing team that, that, handles a lot of that stuff. I mean, our, our team, my, my staff here, they're all fantastic. You got to put the right people around you to, to get the things done. So you can trust that things get done like they need to. Otherwise you're always having to worry about it and go through and double check everything. So that improved my work-life balance amazingly. Um, since we moved to the new office too, I mean, every, there's just, there's a lot, it's a lot for even just an office manager, the dental office. And, um, we now actually have had the good fortune of getting a, a very good and well-qualified COO for the for the business to help things run. That's taken a mm. lot off my plate. Um, he was actually a, a good friend of ours, Brad and Brad and Brett raced motorcycles together. And nice. Brett had had a, a medical supply company for a long time with his brother, and the right situation came along. They sold it. And then the discussion in the hot tub one night, it was like, hey. You're very qualified for what I need you for. Can we hook this up? And and we did, but that has taken so much off my plate. I mean, I'm I'm in a good spot now. I can I can get everything done, feel confident about everything at the office, and then I can go home and enjoy my family and evenings on the weekends. It's been amazing. For sure. Yeah, systems are are everything. You said that right at the beginning. Like systems run businesses, people run systems. So it's like as long as you can keep uh as long as you can get the right people, which I would I would say is part of the system, right? Uh, you guys have an amazing staff. Like I, I I love all the people in your practice; they're all great. Um, and so that's the key, right? Getting people who can, if you decide to step away for an afternoon or or something comes up where it's like you're not in the back of your mind worrying, is all hell going to break loose, right? Sure. <laughs> is, yeah. Is is stuff going to hit the fan? Uh, and so that's awesome that that you found the right people. Um, your practice has grown quite a bit. So I, I think back to 2018, um, how old my kids were. That's probably when, honestly, we, f- we first started coming to you guys when you guys were there off EP True. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's uh, the growth that you guys have had is is in great time, you know, for the amount of time that you were in West Des Moines or that location to the to the new location. You've, you've just grown exponentially. And obviously that's people, obviously that's systems. Um what has that done for your, for like personal life, um, being able to, uh, again, not worry that stuff is going to hit the fan to say, Hey, I can take a Thursday to Sunday off to go paddle boarding in Utah. I'm making that up. I don't know, but, uh, but <laughs> like to be able to have, to have the yeah. freedom to where you don't feel like you're working nights, working weekends. Uh, what has that done for your family life? You know, that, that in itself too, just even, even thinking back to when the kids were younger, we we never we we wouldn't really go on vacation because it was like mm. work 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 work. Um, we got an amazing associate dentist who started with us in 2018 too, and so that's been fantastic. Now now we can feel a little more free to get away too because that's that's another thing. We know he's got the clinic covered, and we know we can trust him. We've got the same philosophies and and outlooks on things. He's he's great. That's helped. So now that I've got all these things in place and I don't have to worry about the business, you know what? We do take, we're able to to get away and, and feel good about it and, and mm-hmm. time in with the family. Um, 
it was last last year was the first year I think our my kids had said mom everybody goes on vacations in the summer when they're not in school and we never do and I'm like you know what you're right so last year we did a summer vacation for the first time and I was like this is kind of fun we're gonna do that again it, nice it, where'd you guys go we um went to Mexico to the Barcelo down um on the Riviera Maya nice awesome highly recommend yeah that is awesome that's a great Great part of Mexico. There's really not bad places from a vacation perspective. If you're on the coast, I guess there's not really a bad spot in Mexico that you can go. Uh, Thinking back to 2011, you know, getting up to 2018 and figuring out, hey, this isn't how we want things to go. 2018, then to 2023. Thinking financially, what did that mean for you and Brad? You know, as you guys were getting the practice started, it sounds like you guys both kind of joined forces in 2011. Um, Thinking back to, you know, student loans. 2011, you would have been probably starting a family. You know, there's all the budgeting, all the finances go with that. And then getting the practice going. What did that mean to you guys financially uh, as you've been growing this thing? How did that all play out for you? Um, you know, there, there, there's a, there's a definitely a, a difference in, in how things all work out and hit the bottom line with, being an employee versus being an owner of, of mm-hmm. something, you know, that, yeah. that helps. So there's always some benefit with that. Um, we, Brad and I were always pretty fortunate, you know, we're not, we're not very big in going out and purchasing a bunch of unnecessary things and all that. So we were able to pay off our student loans pretty, pretty readily that that all worked out well. Um, and then as far as purchasing practices and everything, getting getting the debt as well structured as, as you could you know and just mm-hmm. maintaining maintaining things well so you can make the payments as needed not fall behind um all of that uh i i can't i can't i can't say i can't like oh i had this great plan in mind that we that we followed to the t and that's why this is i mean i've i've always been kind of a fly by the seat of your pants type of person. Yeah. Brad, on the That's other awesome. hand, is is the the introverted, very calculated person. So he he balances, we balance each other out very well. So I can hey. sit here and talk like, yeah, I never really had to had to worry about anything. Things work out. He's on the back end of that micromanagement. <laughs> so so I I shouldn't give a false a false uh assumption or a false view of things that that this all has happened accidentally (laughs) for sure i mean you sound like my wife i'm very fly by the seat of my pants kind of like hey this idea sounds great let's go do it right now and she's like no let's sit here and plan it out and think about it so uh those two personalities always seem to marry each other which i think uh god designed that the right way but yeah it's it's all it's it's better for because those calculated you know the brads and my wife Jessica, the, those Brads and Jessicas of the world, they need Mindy's and Nates right. uh, to be able to keep Life them. It would be going, no so. fun without <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So true. Well, that's awesome that you guys were able to pay off your student loans. I know from the from the dental world, I have other friends that are in that are dentists that it's not free typically uh, to go to dental school. It does cost quite a bit. So uh, I gotta imagine you guys were tackling that one by not necessarily being frugal, but just not living the normal doctor lifestyle of, you know, having the big fancy house and the nice cars and going on all the exotic vacations, but you guys were, or maybe Brad was, you know, diligent in the sense of, 
uh, getting those loans pay off, creating a good debt structure for you guys so that you can go. I mean, that just gives you an amazing opportunity to be able to go out and purchase a practice and grow it, not having the student loan debt um, or a lot of it sitting under you. Is, is that fair to say? It is. It is. And you just, you've, you've got to get to a point that you're, you're comfortable in, that you can be comfortable with taking out the debt that you need to get what you need to, to succeed and to thrive and, you know, to build what you want to build and not worry about, and not worry about, not let that hold you back from, from doing what you need to. I mean, it's, it's kind of scary when, especially when we built a new office, you know, it's kind of mm -hmm. scary. If you sit down and just look at that, that's scary, but you got to look at the, the bigger picture of it. That's where Brad comes in. You know, I, I, with something like that, I look at that, I'm like, whoa, that's, that's just kind of crazy. I don't know that I want to do that. That's a lot of commitment, but he's, he's very good at making me see the whole, the whole picture and, and get comfortable with it because it's a necessary thing. For sure. I'll have to pick his brain next time I'm in. Uh, I just feel like he, he, he made, you guys made together the right choice and understanding that like, some debt is bad, right? Student loan debt isn't great. Credit card debt's not great. Uh, but taking out debt to purchase a practice, right? That's that's using leveraging debt to gain an asset. Uh, and and you guys being able to grow your business and the return that you're going to get from growing that business far outweighs the debt, right? You know, that's just a good debt uh, move to make. I, I feel like far too often there's, uh, especially in the physician world, uh, not just dentists, but any type of medical physician, uh, they're just taught, like, get rid of that debt as soon as you can, pay it all down, don't do anything else, but, you know, kind of that Dave Ramsey mindset of, you know, yeah. clear it all out, don't have any of it, it's all bad. And it's like, well, no, there is there is good debt out there. There's good debt to have, um, especially if it's, it's going to be earning you more money. So it sounds like those are some of the financial decisions you guys made in the past that are obviously uh, just rolling, um, in a positive direction for you guys now. Sure. Yeah. Well, and you know, part of it probably too is, is one of the benefits I suppose of having your life partner be your business partner too, is these, these decisions, you don't have to go and explain things, these things to, to an outside partner who doesn't get it all. And, and it's just, it's, it's, it's a lot easier when, we're in this together, not just in the business together, but in life together, you know, so we're, it, it, it makes, it makes decisions a lot more, a lot more uniform. We're both on the same page for the most part with that stuff. I, I honestly, I don't know if I, if, if Brad and I weren't married and I were out as my solo practice or having, having some other partner, I don't know how things would be right now. It's, it's, the cards have just fallen into place for our specific situation. Yeah. Well, I think it, yeah, I think it helps for you guys that knowing like some of these business decisions that you're making directly impact your family, right? Cause you both have skin in the game versus yeah. yeah to your point, if, if it was just you and then you brought in an outside partner who has their own family, um, you know, you guys may not align on, on some of the values that you have for the business and we're in the direction that you want to see that going. So uh, I think it's unique. Um, you may know the statistic better than I do of like how many husband wife duos out there run a dental practice together. I can't imagine it's a big percentage. I, I don't know the statistic either, but I don't, it's not many. It's not yeah. many. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm going to switch gears on you a little bit. 
um, on your website, and and I think this is fantastic. When I was when I was reading your bio on your website, it seems like you're always learning. How important is learning and uh, building your expertise in in your certain field? Why is that so important to you? It's it's huge to me. You know, in in dental school, you you get a lot of education on how to fix things. You know, you, you they can only do so much in four years. Yes, four years seems like a long time, but I mean, honestly, if you're gonna get somebody a really good knowledge of something, you gotta teach the person how to make the widget. You can't you mm -hmm. can't go outside of that a lot, you know? And so, so you get an amazing education in how to see what's wrong and know how to fix it in the best way. Um, but that being said, you know, healthcare, Dentistry, healthcare in general, it's, it's an ever-evolving field and there are ever-changing things and improvements and all of these things being made. And you, you can't stay inside that conventional box all the time. You got you to gotta keep up with, with other technologies and other treatments and not, not being on your own little silo. You know, health, healthcare, dentistry, everything, it's, it's all the little silo approach. Stay in your lane. You do this one thing. But the mouth, the body, everything is connected. And and so if you're just focused on the one thing, just the teeth, you lose sight of what effects things could have on, on everything else around it. And so so that's kind of what, what I've gotten into postgraduately. Like, yes, I, I like to learn more technology. We always like to have the highest technology and everything else here. But at the same time, I like to look at a lot of the other things the other things health-wise too, how how things up here. I mean, airway. I've gotten involved with with airway. A big part of what I do right now is um, TMJ, temporomandibular joint issues, um, airway issues, which which means sleep disordered breathing. You know, a lot of people. And, and I, I could go off on a whim, and I'm not going to go off on too much right now. But hey, speak I speak mean, your passion. Modern modern humans. And with with lifestyle changes, with dietary changes, everything else, our faces are shrinking and falling back. As as our jaws and faces are shrinking and falling back, the airway behind them is getting a lot smaller. The the prevalence of sleep apnea or or the precursors to sleep apnea, the upper airway resistance syndrome, any type of sleep disorder, breathing, that's that's having a huge effect on our health because when we're not breathing like we need to and we're sleeping at night. We're not going through our sleep cycles and our body and our brains are not getting the reparative sleep that they need to function properly. Enter all kinds of chronic illness, metabolic disease, mm. all of those things. Um, and, and so, and, and I mean, it all starts in childhood. Childhood is when the jaws are developing so much like they should. So it's, we can, we can spot these things and intervene and help them grow right when they're, when they're young. And, and that's, that's what I one of the big passions that I've been into in a lot of post postgraduate education and stuff like that, getting getting involved with that. How can I how can I take what I know and what I see in the mouth to help people live better and and thrive and and do all that? Yes, I love I love fixing teeth, but I don't just want to say, hey, you have a cavity, let's fix that. I want to say, hey, I'm seeing this decay pattern. Tell me about this or this or this. Let's figure out why it's happening because I could fix mm -hmm. it. You're going to end up in the same boat again a couple of years later. 
a lot of it is, is finding the root cause of things, but but you can't just do that with conventional education. You know, you need to kind of get out and learn learn a lot more about a lot. Yeah. Do you think, and that's awesome. Uh, do you think you're unique in that sense, or is is there still that traditional dentist out there where it's come in, look at teeth, you know, uh, do the cavities, do the root canals, you know, kind of the basic dentistry, or I shouldn't say basic, it's all hard, but like, is, is, is that going away? Is that basic dentistry kind of a thing of the past and, and more and more dentists are focusing on, you know, more health, uh, factors that come into oral care kind of like you are. Do you think that's uh, becoming more relevant? It's, it's, there's, there's getting to be more of a drive for that. You know, there's, there's still, I mean, the majority is still pretty conventional and, and I mean, reason being, I should say, I should say I've had oh, another way that I've had the good fortune of practicing, you know, practicing dentistry with my husband and being in a partnership with him is it's, it's allowed me to step away from the office for more continuing education a lot in the past mm -hmm. too. I mean, whereas just both from a, from a time, from a missing missing clinic time and expense perspective, and all of that, just a solo a solo office like you can't do that as much. You just you gotta just keep making your widgets so you can get all of your things done. Um, so so I don't know that it it because of a lack of desire that the majority is still you know kind of doing the more traditional and conventional stuff. I don't know that it's that. I'm sure that that others would love to get onto it too, but they just don't have time. Sure. Um, but yeah, I hope I answered your question there. I, I sometimes no, I start really talking good. around in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to close that circle for you. Thank uh, you. you bet. Uh, so it's interesting because you said earlier, like you guys always want to be up on technology. And so like, yes, there's the knowledge behind it and understanding the root cause of, why some of these things are happening. What do you think is kind of that next big thing or the next level of technology within dentistry that's going to, for lack of a better word, change the game uh, in that space? Hey, everyone. I wanted to take a moment to talk about what I do outside of being the host of the Doctors and Dollars podcast. I'm the CFO of Grand Vision Capital Group. At Grand Vision, we work with high-income earners who make a great living but still can't quite break through that true wealth ceiling. We utilize strategically chosen investments tailored for high-income earners. The question always at the forefront of our minds is, why wait for retirement to finally live when you can implement an investment strategy that will impact your life today? To be honest, most of the people we work with never even knew these options existed because their financial planner doesn't have access to these exclusive investments. So if you're ready to finally turn your high income into real wealth, visit our website, www.grandvision.co and hit the take action button in the top right corner to schedule some time with me or even better connect follow me on any of my social media accounts shoot me a message now back to the show that's a good question we got a lot of a lot of good things going right now um mm -hmm. that's a very good question you know i um just specifically to the things that that i look at you know we we yeah. got a, we were able to upgrade and improve our imaging so much. You know, the, you have the typical dental x-rays where you just get x-rays to look at the teeth for cavities, look around the roots to make sure there aren't any abscesses, things like that. But we got a cone beam CT machine so we can take a big CT scan of, of someone's entire 
head and neck area and look at the jaw joints, look at the TMJs, look at the airway, look at the look at the nasal passages, look at the development of the jaws in relation to the face and the airway. Um, that's that's been huge because that opens a lot of doors both diagnostically and treatment plan wise to to help with things. Um, as far as you know, I think one of the biggest things that that is always developing and getting better with dentistry is is working on materials, specifically even more bio biocompatible materials. You know, we've dental implants, for example. My husband does dental implants. Um, titanium dental implants have been around for for a very long time. They've got a very good track record. They've been able to be studied for a very long time. So. They know, okay, this is what we can expect with this. This is the longevity. This is how things act. Ceramic dental implants, for example, though, are they're they're a little bit newer. They haven't been around as long, but they've mm -hmm. been they've been around long enough now to to have their track record and see, you know what, these are working really well too. Because some people don't want metal or they have metal sensitivities, different things like that. Sure. Um, so so you know, we can now offer ceramic implants or titanium implants and know, know that each of them have a very good track record and we can get good results. So I think, I think the world of dentistry is going to continue to develop from that. And I think that's probably some of the most exciting stuff is biocompatible materials, getting, getting things that, that work a little bit better and more holistically, if you will, with the yeah. human body. Yeah. Uh, so I had a guest on on last week that was uh, talking about like soft tissue, how now they can like take a piece of soft tissue that's has your seed, same DNA, same, you know, all the stuff that's in your body. Right. And they can like build that in a lab and then put it back in, you know, an ACL, for an example, you know, instead of just doing a big reconstructive surgery on your knee, they can actually create soft tissue that can go back in there and it all molds back together. Do you see something like that in the future of dentistry when you talk about the ceramics and the titaniums? Do you see something in the future that's coming that is similar to that, where it's like you're almost building your own stuff, you know, in a lab to then be put into your body? It it, it would be cool. It's, it's fun to watch that stuff. You know, I, I there's 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 nothing better. Like, yeah, you if you lose teeth or if teeth get to a point they can't be saved anymore. I mean, that's that's a bummer. I, I'd love to see. I'd love to see some some big advancements on, I mean, other than other than preventive. I mean, obviously preventive strategies, teaching people preventive strategies to yep. save save what the good Lord gave them is always the best. But yep. for for those that, you know, some people just they'll they'll get off track or something that they don't realize will happen for a while, destroying their teeth and they don't realize what it is. And it's like to if if there's something to be able to help more naturally get that back um without needing a lot of a lot of big invasive treatment but i mean honestly that's that's probably pie in the sky right now but I sure. mean, what you're talking about with the reconstruction of with the with the development of more natural treatment for acls and soft tissue and things like that you just you never know it's, it'll be mm -hmm. cool to watch how everything continues yeah one thing you mentioned earlier was uh like sleep apnea and, and the prevalence that that's creating and and i think uh you know i i just think of all the people that have like cpap machines and and all these different things when do you think that uh that research and the the causes of that when do people kind of start to realize like hey there's some 
there's some dental work. This is a jaw thing. This is a, you know, shape of your face type of thing and, and mold those two together. Cause it sounds like that's where your focus is, you know, making sure that everything's aligned, right. Because sleep is so important, but I just don't feel like when people start talking about sleep apnea and, uh, heavy snoring and, and getting poor airway or, you know, airway restriction while you're sleeping, people aren't relating that to dentistry. Do you think those, those worlds will merge, uh, more in the common marketplace at some point in the future? Sure. I, I do. And I, and I think the movement's there, I mean, mm-hmm. and of course, I think that more because those are the crowds that I hang out in, you know, those are the sure. conferences and conventions that I'm going to. And, and I'm seeing more and more people, not just like a lot of the conferences that I go to, it's not just dentists, it's physical therapists, it's MDs, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of different disciplines, but, but the majority is still not there, but, but, but awareness is getting out there. People are starting to become more aware, you know, it's, I think that I think that where things stand right now, you know, the typical, you get your apnea diagnosis, you go get your CPAP, you wear this Hannibal Lecter mask on your face at night every night when you go to sleep and have oxygen blown down your throat really hard to, to get past the obstruction. Sure. That, that model, it's a very insurance, it's a very health insurance based model. You know? Yeah, for sure. You, you get your diagnosis, you get your CPAP. Um, but you know, oral appliances, our associate, um, is, is very highly trained and specialized in the oral appliances for treatment of sleep apnea. So he works with a lot of sleep doctors around here, very, very hand in hand. Um, a lot of the sleep doctors are opening up to that more because they're looking at, well, it's an obstruction. If we can, if we can pull that obstruction forward with an oral appliance out of the way, that can that can help people breathe better. That's that's getting better. And yes, the the stuff that I'm doing is trying to prevent that from the get. You know, it's trying to prevent even getting there from the get. Yeah. Getting things and growing things the right way. So in a perfect in a perfect world, everyone just walks around with a Mayo Munchie all the time. <laughs> yeah. See. No. 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 In a perfect world, we 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 lose the processed food. We lose. Babies never see, babies never ever see that pureed mush. They, they start eating salad foods from the get go. I mean, that's how it once was. This, mm-hmm. this pureed baby food thing has been a, been a thing in the last century and, and faces have shrunken because of it. Cause if you don't use it, you lose it. There's, there's the old, there's the old, uh, adage form follows function. I mean, it's that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the, that's the truth. But, um, yeah. If I, if I could rule the world. <laughs> Nutrition would be number one. Yep. Uh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have the face shrink and you wouldn't even need the mile munchie, but if, if we have to use it, it's there. I think the other Everyone thing would is. Everyone would be nasal breathing. <laughs> Tongue would be up sure. in the palate. We'd grow there our face just right. <laughs> Perfect. So I think part of that, uh, and where I was, where I was going is physical activity. I think just an overall health creates good oral health. I, th- I think that's true. Uh, if it's not, you're going to correct me, I hope. Uh, but what what makes physical activity and, and fitness for you? What, I know it's very important for you in your personal life. How important should it be in people's, uh, in their own lives as it relates to their oral care? Um, as it relates to, I mean, just, just your overall health and well-being, both physical and mental is, is so much better. I mean, we, 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 we've gotten to a point of such a sedentary lifestyle because, because I mean, 
jobs now. You're not out working on the farm, doing the things more and more. You're mm -hmm. sitting at a desk on your computer doing the stuff. And, and um, that, that breaks things down a lot. You tend to get sick, more sick a lot easier. And when mm -hmm. you're sick, you get congested. Then you start mouth breathing, breathing. Then it becomes a habit. You breathe through your mouth. It's A, a stressor on your body because the oxygen carbon dioxide balance gets all thrown off. So it's, mm -hmm. it's an inherent stressor on your body. You're kind of always in that sympathetic fight or flight mode. Um, B, bringing it back to oral health, dries out your mouth. Um, you get decay more easily. Things start breaking down in there. C, back to your mouth too. When the mouth is hanging open and the cheeks are pushing in, Things start shrinking and going going backward. You're not you're not mm -hmm. growing outward and forward like you should. But when you're a kid, this stuff typically starts in childhood. The the mouth breathing and, and all of that stuff. And and we don't get jaws that can house the tongue and keep it out of the airway. The tongue starts falling back into the airway, and now we go down the the whole apnea route and everything else. Back to movement. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think you nailed it. Back, back to movement, you know, just, just the more, the more physical you are, the, 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 the better you feel, the, the better your, the better your breathing. I mean, the better your, your eating. There, there are so many, there's, I, there are so many different, different variables and benefits and, and all of that with it. I, I, it's something I could probably, this, I could probably talk around in circles about for, for multiple days. Yeah, um, but but I, I I'm not sure if I gave you the exact answer you're looking for. But no, you did. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'm going to have you back on another episode at some point in the future, and we'll just talk about physical activity uh, <laughs> the whole time. But yeah, I I agree with you. I just think uh, on days that I work out, I sleep better. Right, you mm -hmm. you're getting out there, you're breathing. I usually work out outside, and so it's like breathing in the fresh air and, and being able to yeah, like you said, tongue on the roof of your mouth, breathing through your nose getting the right oxygen. I always end up sleeping better at night on days when I don't do anything. Uh, I'm more sedentary. I just don't sleep as well at night um, and probably snoring and, and doing all that kind of stuff. So I, I think there's such a correlation between good physical activity to then good mouth care and good, you know, the sleep apnea and all those things. I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of connections there that people don't really put together. And so that's where my question came from. I think you answered that beautifully. Good. One thing I've always wondered, knowing that you have two kids, uh, they're 12 and nine, you said, uh, a lot of people who become uh, doctors or physicians, uh, their kids follow in suit, right? They're, they just, that's how they, they see the world. That's what our parents do. Um, you know, we have a good life, things like that. Do you see, you know, either Max or Emma becoming a dentist? Are you gonna Are you gonna push them in that direction? Or are you gonna kind of let them do their thing? Or what do, What do you think there? Let them do their thing, and it's kind of interesting. Like between, you know, as as they've grown, the stages they've gone through, them talking about what it is they want to do. I mean, some some days Emma's like, "Yeah, I want to be a dentist. I want to do things just like you." Some days she wants to. She's got all kinds of things. Some days she wants to be a, a regenerative farmer. I might have put that idea in her head because <laughs> that's how I want to retire. So I want to have her get the, the regenerative farm already. Um, Max, we always joke that Max 
<laughs> if if you you met him, he's he's we he's we often call him Mad Max Richmire for a reason. Um, Brad and I often joke that if he ever comes home and tells us that he works for State Farm or selling insurance or something like that, we're gonna know that he is uh, a hitman. We're gonna we're gonna know he either works for the CIA or or he's a hitman for somebody. He's he's just he's a little ninja. I I I'm really interested to see where he ends yeah. up. I don't know. No I way that no way that kid has a boring job at some point. If he, he's no. not doing anything, that, or you're just like, no. oh yeah, he's he's in sales. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Yeah. If if he if he ever says that he's in sales, we'll know that he's got some top secret mission of a job. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, my kids just think that I I talk to other people on my computer or I'm out looking at apartments. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're, just like, they're like, real. I mean, if I say real estate, they wouldn't even know what that is. But they're just mm-hmm. like, they're just like, yeah, you're either looking at apartments, you're talking about uh, people's money uh or you're on your computer talking to people <laughs> like that's just mm-hmm. what they think i do so mm-hmm. um i mean they all want to be uh veterinarians or chefs or a professional football player so i mean that's, I, that's awesome. it, yeah yeah they you uh one of the final questions i want to ask you you mentioned retirement a second ago uh <laughs> you mentioned being a a farmer kind of going back uh mm-hmm. and 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 doing that what, what's retirement look like for you and Brad? What are you guys envisioning as far as a lifestyle goes, you know, after being a, a dentist in the community for so many years? You know, I, I don't know. I'm, I think we're both people that have a hard time envisioning ourselves not working. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, yeah, we won't be able to do dentistry forever, but I, I love what I do. He does too, but it, it you know, it's, it's stressful. It takes a toll after a while so honestly I, I feel like for me it'll be it'll I'll, I'll have to find I won't want to quit doing it you know stop doing mm-hmm. anything I'll, I'll I really do want to be a regenerative farmer I want to, yeah I want to I want to have have all those things and and work the land although I don't know if my body will still let me at that point but um I I don't know I don't know what it'll hold I know we don't have any big ideas like, oh, we need to go move to somewhere extravagant. You know, we want to be sure. around family. So probably wherever the kids go, we'll we'll follow whether or not they like that. Yeah. Fi- financially, do you feel like uh, you guys have planned appropriately for what you want to do? Well, I mean, it, that's a tough way to answer that question with if it's like we're not quite sure yet. Yeah. Uh, but do you feel like um, financially you're doing the right things to prepare for retirement whether that comes in 20 years whether it comes in 40 years whether it it never comes you guys just work uh work until your body says no what does that look like for you guys um i i hope i hope we're doing enough to prepare you know you try and you you know you need it's important to get advice from professionals in the field you know we've Mm -hmm. we've gotten advice from a lot of places we we take that we, we try to do our best and to in in retirement savings and planning for the future and and all of that. Um, of course, then if you sit down and look at it and pick it apart, you'll never feel like you're doing enough. Um, sure. But uh, I can't say that we've we've done anything that I feel is special compared to how anyone else would would do it. Um, 
I, I don't know. I, I hope we're going to be fine. <laughs> but Yeah, for sure. Is the idea that uh, you guys will eventually sell the, the practice at some point in the future? Is that part of the retirement plan as well? You know, we've, we've talked about that at different times and we kind of, we, we can go either way, but at some point we probably will, you know, because, because yeah. at some point it's like, you, you, you won't want the part, part of the joy of owning this office is being able to work in it once, once you're mm -hmm. not actually doing the, the work in it anymore. I don't know how much enjoyment I would have with just owning, you know, owning, but not, but not doing the thing. So I, I sure. imagine at some point that that's what it, you know, and so there's yeah. part of the retirement too. Yeah. Well, I wasn't, and I'm, I'm not as familiar with, uh, I guess the market for a dental practice, if that's something, I mean, um, you know, as a financial advisor, I worked with a lot of people in construction and things like that. And so it's like, if you build a construction company, typically at the end of your career, you don't really sell that construction company to, you know, the next young guy that's ready to, to run the show, you, you just kind of dissolve everything. Right. Um, and so I wasn't sure if, if dental practices were the same manner where it's like, Hey, you know, Brad and I, we get to 60 and we're ready to hang up our hat and do regenerative farming. Uh, yeah. Do we just kind of sell off all the chairs and all the equipment or do we, is, is there a market to then sell that practice to the next young dentist who's ready to run the show for the next 30 years? Um, that's, that's typically how it is. You don't, you don't hang it up. You don't end it. it it's selling mm -hmm. it off. You know, it's, there's been a transformation and how that goes. There's definitely been a transformation over sure. the last 20 years. It used to be, the kids graduate from dental school, they come out, they start working in your office, they buy in, you become a partner, and then they buy you out. That's that's kind of changing a lot. I think as, okay. as time progresses, student loans are more and more and more. And mm -hmm. owning a business is becoming harder and harder in today's world, too, without getting political. Um, owning no, a business it is. is a lot harder. And, and People at this point, kids coming out of school at this point, see the work-life balance is going to be terrible if I'm trying to do that. You know, they, they see how much, how hard it is to mm -hmm. do on the business. And, and that's where the headaches come in. So what we've been seeing, just even talking to newer grads and, and our associate and, and things like that, more and more coming out, I want to do the dentistry. I want to do what I'm passionate about. I had no education in dental school on how to, on all of the ins and outs of running a business and all that. I don't know that I want that headache. Mm -hmm. And, and so, yes, there are still like some of the, some of the new dentists wanting to buy in, buy out of a practice, but DSOs, dental service organizations are becoming bigger and bigger too. It's not becoming what healthcare is where it's, it's big, huge hospital administrations and all that. But this is kind of a junior version of it, you know, and they're buying up dental offices so they can run and do the management of them and then hire dentists to come in. But it's a, it's a catch-22 because as that goes, you know, as, as the administrative state of the, of the DSO or whatever owning firm it is goes, dentists have a little bit less autonomy in, in what they want to do. Sure. So I, I don't know that this trend will continue. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, it'll be interesting to see what what happens because I've seen I've seen the the rise, the huge rise of the DSOs, but 
Now, just generally speaking, this isn't all of them. This isn't this isn't everything, but just some of the things that I hear. You know, I, I think it's in some cases it's getting harder for them to staff their offices because dentists they want more autonomy than they have in that, or they'll they'll come out and get a few years under their belt to get experience in that, and then they'll go try to buy their own office or for sure make that happen. So there's a there's a mixed bag of things going on right now. It'll be a really interesting thing to watch over the coming years. Yeah, well, what I'm hearing uh, is your calling later in your career. Maybe this is for you and Brad. Uh, you're a big learner, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Both University of Iowa grads, go Hawks. Maybe go back and uh, you teach these these dental grads. Uh, maybe that's that's part of your, you give back. You you spent your career learning. Uh, you get back and, and start teaching and teach these, uh, you know, these young dentists to be uh, how to run a business, like the the actual cleaning of teeth and all those things that's that's part of dental school but like go back and and provide some education on how to how people can run a great uh practice like what you you guys have maybe we'll, we'll see if people would just, want to listen <laughs> just an idea just an idea <laughs> well well before i let you go what's what's the next big thing for apex dental what's what's big in your life that's coming up that we should know about oh goodness what is the next big thing that's a good question what is the next big thing? Um, we're just, we just keep on keeping on. I, I, I don't know, man. I can't, I can't give you a big, big thing. I don't have anything exciting, overly exciting I can think of. You already, you already bought the head scanner thing. So I, I, I bet that yeah, if I would ask you a couple months ago, news. that was the big thing. <laughs> that's the old news. I got a, we got a CO2 laser. We got like the best laser we can get. What can we do now? <laughs> that's no, awesome. I, I don't know. We've, we've, um, We've one thing I guess that is really cool, you know, with with all of the with all the more functional approach to dentistry, as you would say, you know, the root cause, the kind of more holistic focus, if you will, mm -hmm. on on things. You know, we 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 have a lot more biocompatible options. We have a lot more of a of an understanding and um, utilization of of just just educating patients on on all of these things and be able, being able to to treat from a more holistic perspective um i do i've i've started to work with more and more my network is getting larger and larger with um other providers integrated providers around the area you know integrative work on patients is such a huge thing and i've got there are a number of functional medicine providers i'm working with now um some physical therapists who have a lot more training in cranial sacral therapy and things like that. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of, a lot of collaborative work with, with some of these other providers around here. And um, Dr. Lori Miller, she's a functional medicine DO out of here. She's, I know she's been working on networking a lot of these people together a little bit better um, so that we can be getting more, more integrated whole health focused care for for patients so i would i would say that's kind of a big thing on the horizon the more and more that we're all working together i mm -hmm. think it i think it's you know kind of helping patients thrive live their best lives it's not because because it's it's one thing if i can tell them oh i see this going on you should try to look for this even if it's a more holistic thing if i can't tell them where to go it's hard to find that you know you go onto the google machine and you're just going to get the paid ads for whoever, you know, yeah. come up with that. So, so I do think that's kind of a really exciting thing is the network of more 
true health-focused providers around here, get, getting us all working together a little bit better to get people better results. 100%. There's, uh, there's a lot of work to be done there, but it's super exciting. I, th- I think that's awesome. And uh, it's funny that you mentioned Dr. Lori Miller. Where I'm, she's going to be up on this thing uh, pretty soon. I'm, I haven't asked her yet, but yeah, her and, her and my wife know each other. She's fantastic. So it's funny that you mentioned her. <laughs> <laughs> she is one of the smartest physicians I've ever. I just I love picking her brain on things. Yep, that's awesome. Well, I hope I get a chance to pick her brain also. Mm-hmm. Great. Cool. Well, thank you very much, Mindy, uh, for being on the show, for for providing us with your wisdom and your insight. Uh, excited to see the the growth, the continued growth of Apex Dental um, and, and all the great things that you do here in the future. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks all right. Be well. You too. Hey, everyone. As we wrap up today's episode, I want to talk about the second opinion. As most of our listeners are physicians, you guys know the importance of having another medical professional's insight for a patient's treatment plan. But have you ever considered having a second opinion on your financial plan? Or have you simply trusted your financial advisor that they've already leveraged every strategy that your family needs to be 100% on track to meet your financial goals? That's why for my Doctors and Dollars listeners, each Wednesday, I block off three time slots, an hour each to provide a free second opinion of their financial plan. During this hour, we'll reevaluate your financial goals and your risk tolerance, we'll ensure tax mitigation strategies are in place, and ultimately give you confidence with your financial outlook because that is what drives a happy home, a happy marriage, and peace of mind. These three spots each Wednesday do fill up fast. Send me an email at nate at grandvision.co or head over to www.grandvision.co backslash second opinion to fill out a quick form about you and schedule a time for us to meet. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope the rest of your week is abundant. Cheers.